Okay, hi everybody, it's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with another episode of our mini podcast showing up. And this mini podcast is focused on habits and how we attempt to put them into our messy life in a way that actually sticks. And this podcast is focused on our monthly challenges in Mama Strong. So we have a challenge every month in Mama Strong. It has a theme or a topic or whatever you want to call it. And then we break it down into little chunks and uh, we talk about it. If we remember, which I often forget, which reminds me I need to do my challenge posts today. Yay. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> this week or this month, Jay, what are we talking about? This month is about aging out. So what are the things that we have matured out of or are maturing out of or want to? <laughs> Um, yes. And this week we wanted to talk about examples that we have, um, in our lives or that we admire or whatever, whatever it is for us. Okay. And I think maybe it would be helpful if we remind ourselves and each other what we decided, because we recommended at the beginning that you come up with two things and we couldn't remember what we (laughs) for the second week we came back around so I'm gonna just I've actually been thinking about these and I've been doing work on it whether it's been directly or indirectly but um my first is aging out of having a lack of self-defense in my life Mm -hmm. and aging out of the idea that um zero is zero and this idea of building up uh a cushion where my zero is no longer depletion or overdraft Mm-hmm. So, um, those were mine. What were yours? Well, one of mine was similarly about capacity <laughs> and it was aging out of the idea that in order to say no to someone, to have a boundary, to like not take something else on that I have to be drowning. <laughs> so mm-hmm. aging out of the idea that like, I'm only allowed to say no if there's no possible way I could say yes. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then my other one was aging out of the idea that things have to look perfect for me to get started. And that's a much bigger one to do with adult diagnosis of ADHD and <laughs> mm-hmm. the way that I've, the way that I've framed a lot of things in my life and hobbies mm-hmm. and activities and stuff. So, so those are mine. Okay. So This week, as we finish off this challenge, we thought it would be interesting, perhaps uplifting to be decided um, if we kind of identified examples in our life or in, you know, society and history of people who represent this aging out in a way that Mm. we want to follow along. And I think I was, I kind of feel a little like, about myth about it but yeah I think that's because of what we talked about originally is that there's a lot of like grief work here too because so I I don't know very many people who have had examples of aging well and aging in a way that um, we would like to so especially I think we all leave space for our parents or our mothers like right here where 
I know very few people who are in a place where they're like, I want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's been modeled to me. I do know some of those people and it's pretty amazing. Uh, and you might be that person if you're listening to this, which is incredible. But I know for me, uh, that the, in fact, I want to do like the total opposite of what has been modeled to me and not even a re- in a rebellious way. Like I just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what, yep. what about, what are you finding that meh feeling? Because like, I feel like it's like, I'm moving into wanting to find these examples, but I still have this like trash bag on my back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, similar, I, I do have like certain examples from my personal life in particular, I was really lucky to have two older women in my life from the time I was a baby. <laughs> These were yeah. um, actually friends of my grandmother and they were a lesbian couple that had been together since like the fifties. And so just think wow. about that and everything yeah. that they had to live in the face of um, or whatever that saying is. Um, and they were just, you know, they were people that really to me like showed me showed me what's possible (laughs) um both in terms of like framing my consciousness my like feminist consciousness even when I was really young um Mm. and just you know showing me that like the examples that I had in my immediate family for example um were not the determined the predetermined way that I had to be um, mm-hmm. as I aged, you know, and they yeah. definitely had like a major effort attitude about so much stuff that was very funny and like admirable and sometimes annoying, but I'm like, that's, that was totally, it was really inspiring to me. <laughs> and they both, both of those people actually passed away within in the last couple of years. And so it's very like the fact that that happened and I turned 40 and started to feel all these feelings about aging out for myself all around the same time. This feels very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And I think at the time you probably didn't really fully appreciate or did you understand then how different what they were showing you was? I definitely didn't when I was a kid. Um mm. It was more, you know, because it's like when you're a kid, you don't, you don't reflect in that way. What I was aware of when I was a kid was like, I want to be around these people. <laughs> Interesting. That's almost more yeah. effective because it's not like they were sitting down being like, we're going to show you a different way. Society Definitely. sucks. It's like, yeah, you felt it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I felt say- them like just engaged in their lives in a way that I didn't see from other, especially older women around me. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can say I didn't, I didn't have, I don't think I have any, I have one person I'm going to mention, but other than that, there were, there were absolutely zero examples in my life of there's zero, there were zero examples. I think because I came from the household I came from and then I was in the ballet world. And right. So I didn't see a lot of that and I don't have um, extended family 
that I was close to, or that I even know, I kind of to this day don't know how many aunts and uncles I have or cousins or anything. So that was, well, I didn't really have that, but my sister-in-law, um, who, because my older brother is 10 years older than me. And so mm-hmm. he date was dating my sister-in-law and they were like major punks, <laughs> like mm-hmm. legit punks, like the, the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really know her very well back then. I actually don't remember her as a kid, but as I got into like my later teens and was living on my own as a dancer, um, they were together and have been together for a while. And um, she was my only example in my life of somebody who like had this idea of self-defense and also was like willing to, she just was living differently than I saw Mm -hmm. like the burdened way of living that I saw in not just women, but men, like in my life, older people, she represented Mm -hmm. something totally different. And she comes from a pretty messed up um, family as well, but she just, kind of like removed herself and you could tell it wasn't like she was being, it wasn't positive psychology. She was just like opting into finding herself on her terms. And Mm. she was the only person in my life who would ask me really, really provocative questions and could see what I was doing that I, at the time had no idea. Like (laughs) she would be like, she definitely called out my fawning behavior, which at the time I was 19, I had no idea. I wish I knew what she'd been talking about. She would ask me about, she was the only person in my life who asked me about uh, my sexuality and stuff like that. She just was the only person who really tried to communicate to me slightly different things. And to this day, she is still that person to me. And sometimes when I have to do something really hard, I try to imagine like wearing the a superhero suit <laughs> of yeah. somebody else in order to get through that thing. Like I try to embody something else that I don't have naturally that I'm working towards. And I always grab onto her and I'm like, how would Shauna show up here? How would she, yeah. because she's the kindest soul, but she's freaking fierce and she just won't put up with stuff. She won't even like mm-hmm. have to make a stand. She's just like not engaged in it at all. So that was my only example. And still today is one of my only examples out there. I think in like popular culture, I would say that shifts a lot. I, I, that shifts a lot for me. I probably have heroes and people I've looked up to for a long time, but it shifts a lot. And then the main ones I thought of before we started talking were, this is not a female, but um, there's a documentary called Buck and it's about uh, a horse whisperer and the guy that like, and the way that he has changed um, horsemanship from breaking horses to starting horses, like, and he comes from a place of like horrible childhood abuse. And it's mm. not that I look to Buck as an example, the, the actual person, but his belief in um, leadership and how to move through life with boundaries and like a gentle, like a soft lead. He's all about Mm. the feels of thing that if you're really leading a horse well, they don't need a huge tug. In fact, if you tug them really hard, they're going to be defensive in response. Mm. That a very gentle, slow lead is leads to a very sensitive feel. And anyway, it's, it's really worth a watch. I think, especially with kids, but I, his version of self-defense and 
like leadership is something I think about probably every day. Yeah. Um, and then I listened to somebody the other day on a podcast. Her name is Alex L, Alexandra L. And I think she's all over the place right now, but she's got a book out called How We Heal. Um, but I listened to a podcast with her on it. Um, I forget who she was talking to. It was like a weird podcast. Um, but she was very much talking about how hard it is to be the only one in your family system who's willing to heal. And the work, she's young, she's in her 30s. So she's not even like an example of aging out, but she was in the sense that she was like, in order to really heal yourself, sometimes you have to be willing to be the only person in your family system or your immediate system to do that healing and how hard that is. And that really struck a chord with me that how hard that is. And like, nobody's ever described it that way. But like, if you're really committed to healing, you have to be okay with kind of removing yourself from that system and being the only one who's healing for a bit, maybe forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other one is Nadia Bowles Weber, who um, I've read a lot of her books and she uh, is a Lutheran minister. She wrote a book called Hmm. Shameless. She has a bunch of stuff out there, but she's uh, a really solid example to me for um, this idea of resetting what your standards are. Um, for yourself and systems that you live in so anyway those are mine in case you want to check them out but I'm just introducing them as ways for us to all think of things we're surrounded by what about you Jaya in like popular culture what do you look yeah I mean I feel like there's so many things and I don't for some reason I'm like blanking on a lot of it but I definitely want to plug again a book that I think I'm sure I've talked about in our challenges before, but it's called There's Nothing Wrong With You. And the <laughs> author is Sherry Huber. And I think there's like a bunch of different versions of that book, like for different people, <laughs> different ages. Um, there's a bunch of different like, you know, variations on it, um, but it, it feels like a very it feels like a very aging out theme where it's just like aging out of the idea that we constantly have to be improving and fixing. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, And then the other, the other person that came to mind um, and I would say this is representative of like an entire era and genre of music um and that would be Ani DeFranco oh my god I knew you were gonna say it and I you took mine that would have been mine yes um I know we both were really into Ani DeFranco and I feel like that's super meaningful to like like you know when you meet someone who is or was really into Ani DeFranco like that was from the time I was like 13 um and I'm like wow if anyone has had you know an attitude of I am me unapologetically <laughs> yeah uh, that that would be it for me and, oh my god yes she's yeah. a lot like my sister-in-law they're very similar by the way anyway yeah go. yes wow and that you know for me that was an entire era of my life mm-hmm. and of the music mm-hmm. world in like the 90s where there was a lot of like um yeah activist and feminist and like queer core type music that I was really into and that was like a really empowering time for me that I sometimes think back to ironically when (laughs) when I think Mm -hmm. about aging out um so 
so yeah, those those are mine. And I and you and I also both love Sandra Bullock, and I feel like she just like is she just represents all of this for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm so glad you brought it back to her because I forgot we both were texting about Sandra Bullock being like, yeah, she's she's gotten such a beautiful. bad deal, but she's so great. Like I don't, she's, she's so great. Okay. so badly. She yeah. has been, which is maybe why we love her and. Also, she's like aging, like she, she looks, and I, I know there's a lot of work that goes into her, but like whoever she's doing, she just needs to, like, I'm like, wait, all my, I mean, how is she 60? I'm like, I don't understand. I know, but she doesn't look like she's had, you know, plastic surgery or anything. Like, so I'm I don't sure know. What is she, she has. Doing? Probably. There's some, yeah. I see the, like every once in a while she'll turn her face and I'll be like, oh yeah, there's, a, I mean, she has uh, okay. to have, she has to have, but. I agree. And I, she will always land in my favorite because, and always be a celebrity crush because of the movie speed. I laughed at Keanu, but Sandy, Sandra Bullock in that movie was just like, everybody was like obsessed with her at that point, but we didn't know why. (laughs) I, yeah, it's, it's very, the, the, yeah, the, the things you and I share from the past that was speed was like the movie where I was like, Oh, crushes (laughs) crushes <laughs> yeah I think I might not be totally straight <laughs> so. well I, and honestly for both like I was like both of these people I was a funny feeling totally. I'm still a little bit obsessed with Keanu also like and Me and too. so is the world why is the world like the world's like Keanu I don't know I don't know what it's about but I love it <laughs> he really is wonderful and I mean there's this oh my god we have to do the clip where he's like his muscles are like crazy and he's like I'm gonna speed it up it's like the worst acting yeah, in the world no, it's so uh, bad. I know it's like what if we added some speed <laughs> uh, uh, uh. oh my god this is so helpful right, well this so is what we're talking about now so <laughs> okay well, we should definitely end it there. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, did they ever hook up? Because I feel like that would just be a culmination of like all, everything like in, life. in the world. Oh, I hope yeah. so. I feel like they okay. did, but that might have just been my hope. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're all, right. all good we'll, now. We'll be everybody. Googling this. Yep. All right. So uh, all right. we would love to hear about yours. What do you've got going on if you'd like to share? Um, now we will see you in the next challenge. All right. See you in, what is it? December. <laughs> December. Oh, our favorite challenge. Ooh. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.